Hey everyone, welcome back to Commander Crunch. Before we get started today, just a quick dropping in to let you know that this beautiful, amazing, delicious, crunchy podcast is brought to you by both puremtgo.com, where you can find articles on all different formats of magic, and of course, Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar, because if you're in Australia, New Zealand, or Malaysia, go there for all of your auction needs. Now, on to the damn podcast! Welcome to Commander Crunch episode 14. Uh, you're hanging out with myself, Sam, and good old Cheshy Chesh over here. And we're here joined by uh, some friends of ours uh, from the Commander at Arms podcast today to join us for the, the regular nutritious serving of tasty Commander treats. We're all about celebrating the community, the culture, and the creativity of primarily our favorite format of Commander, plus the side serving and sorry, influences of entertainment and pop culture stuff. So, uh, yeah, today we've got a few things to run through. It's going to be a bit of a wild time. We've got four people on the cast. So, um, yeah, forgive us if it gets a bit rowdy in here. Um, it's going well, to be 75% Australian, true. which is is it <laughs> well, something, I guess. She just uh, ruined my joke. I was going to say there's three people in American. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, glasses <laughs> are wrong. full, half empty, all that stuff. Exactly. But uh, yeah, exactly. So, um, first of all, uh, I, I guess it's probably the best way to do it. This is, a, this is a new proving grounds for us as far as having more than one guest. So, it should be uh, a bit of a wild time. Um, let's introduce, I guess, one of you at a time. But uh, James, how are you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Oh, just hanging out in my, our breakfast uh, times and everything and, um, you know, being the most breakfast and uh, Australian themed commander podcast there is i was gonna ask you actually yeah what's what's your ideal breakfast dude my ideal breakfast all right this is comes from my nan when i used to hang out with her a lot when i used to live like we used to live with her it was uh wheat bix so two wheat bix with golden syrup uh interesting heated up in the microwave you know, because she's old and everything. But anyway, yeah. Uh, and then finished off with uh, two slices of Vegemite toast and a cup of tea. Tight, tight. That's uh, that that's is my Australian, ideal dude. breakfast. Yeah, totally Australian. I love it. I dig it. Um, and uh, and moving over to Paul. Uh, so Paul, the other co-host of uh, Commander at Arms podcast. Um, how you doing, Paul? I'm doing well. Um, it's been a long couple of weeks for me, so I'm pretty tired, but uh, I can't really complain. You know, life's good right now. Oh, good, good. I've, uh, yeah, I've been hearing your adventures of uh, moving and such and, um, and teaching and whatnot, so uh, yeah, I hope you're doing all right. And um, yeah, I mean, it's it's trying to think in a, uh, a breakfast mindset right now, even though it is the evening for you, uh, we'll, we'll do our best, but uh, tell us your ideal breakfast. Uh, I'm a very routine-based person, so every morning I cook a spinach, cheese, and egg white omelet. Um, but if I had Ooh. to pick an ideal breakfast, it would certainly be a bagel with cream cheese and lox with some onion and tomato on top. I dig it. This is this is uh, worlds apart from the Australian one, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I do I do recommend an omelet. It's uh, that's great and uh, bagels too. So I will say, uh, yeah. Get- while we're on the idea of breakfast, James mentioned Vegemite, and James put me onto Vegemite, and I love Vegemite. I don't have I any. Did any. actually, yeah. <laughs> so one of the first times Paul came over to my house, uh, way back before COVID was a thing, um, we actually, I was like, oh man, like I just got some Vegemite from my mom, and he was like, yeah, all right, give us a go. So I did up some, <laughs> did, up, did up some toast with some butter on it. He didn't have that some, accent. Uh, no, 
he didn't. He didn't have my accent. He tries. No, no, he, the Vegemite just brings it out. It's just like, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, he definitely tries his best. Um, anyway, yeah. yeah, so, like, I, I buttered him up some toast and put, like, a very, very light spread of Vegemite on it. And he loved yeah. it. It was great. Yeah, just just gotta like because yeah, you spread it right, like exactly. Yes, the thing I keep that's saying true, to Americans actually. is like, if you hate it, if you think it is the worst shit you've ever put in your mouth, that's because somebody's fucking trolled you and they've spread it so thick. Yeah, it's like it's you, beer yeah. extract essentially. You don't Nutella it. You don't Nutella. Yeah, it, exactly. Yeah. It's not, like, it's not a sweet spread. You know that BuzzFeed no. video where they're like, "Oh, here, let's eat some Vegemite out of a spoon." I'm like, "Don't do that." Just do the complete yeah, opposite yeah. of that. Always put it on something with like something cr- like crunchy. Uh, so maybe yeah. like a cracker or something. Okay, maybe okay. even like a sayo. I don't mind them on a on a good sayo. A sayo. Uh, I want to try with some butter. Interesting. Um, yeah, this is some this is some good hearty breakfast chat. Yeah, I man. haven't had the opportunity <laughs> to do so, and I don't know why because we are a, a very breakfast themed kind of name podcast. So I was anyway, just thinking, and I just love food. Like um, if you were to have something. like. A really hearty, like Australian breakfast with Vegemite. You put it on damper. You'd make up some yeah, damper. Yeah, totally, totally. Toast My that, brother makes that, and then put I some Vegemite. Anyone remembers how to make damper anymore? To be honest, no. And the I whole thing, is, no. But the whole thing about it is, it's I was, I was taught in scouts. So, <laughs> I think at least twenty five percent of us don't even know what that is. So. No, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's like beer more. bush bread. I guess you you put it like. But it's just bush bread we cook in the ground. It's yeah, bush, bush bread, exactly. You cook it on the fire. So yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, like like say, so, good uh, good starting with some food chats. But I I, I mean, I, I got to get you in this, Chesh, and uh, and also I haven't given you uh, your little intro this week anyway. But uh, of course, yes, uh, co-piloted it again by uh, Cheshy Chess, the uh, the the breaker of hearts and guitars, um, Mister Cheshire. Hey, I doing never this week, broke man? a guitar on stage. I've just never made that broken up, a guitar and stretch. I, I have, can, I, can I have launched a microphone through a window. There you go, breaking equipment. <laughs> I probably should explain that. Yeah, please do. Uh, so this was two thousand and one in Brisbane, um, and we were playing at the what was then called Bonaparte's, which was a metal slash alternative venue. Um, was it like and- like Napoleon themed or something? No. Okay. Anyway, um, so I'm on stage and I'm in the middle of a set um, and some dickhead comes up on stage and punches me, right? Because this is like a very fucking rough, very, very rough, rough venue. So dude comes up, clocks me with a king hit to the side. I pick myself up. I grab the microphone stand. I smash him in the guts with it. I then grab the microphone. I rip it from the cord and I throw it at his face. Barely misses him. Goes through the window. Hey, yeah. Oh well, it's it's fine. It's just just, just running with yeah. it. I guess it kind of happens. Right? Uh, that was that was a thing. Like I thought, the ending that you described at the beginning was the worst part of it, but the rest of that was way more. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. yeah, that's great. I so mean, it's just the beginning is the end. So uh, before we get into other stuff, Chesh, breakfast. What, what? Tell us your uh, favorite, bre- your your ideal breakfast. Oh, you know. Uh, so there's two things here. The first one is um, so this morning, and I want to preface this with what I had this morning because when Hayden goes off to work, um, Hayden likes to make us breakfast breakfast in the morning, which is uh, oats with berries or oats with apricot or you know a little dash of honey. Nice. Um, so it's usually oats. 
my ideal breakfast, however, is a freshly brewed coffee. And I, I don't mean like none of that instant shit. I mean freshly- oh, No international roast. No. Properly oh. brewed coffee yeah. uh, with a full big breakfast, except no grilled tomato, because grilled tomato makes me very uneasy. Yeah. Um, fresh tomato is fantastic with that. A lot of people make the mistake of going, well, I'm just going to grill the tomato as well. And it's like, no, don't do that. Because uh, you're actually destroying don't ruin, don't ruin the taste of the tomato. Yeah. So if if anyone here has never had a cheese and tomato toasted sandwich, I suggest you do so. So you will go through the same pain that millions of people before you have gone through when you bite into that goddamn thing. Oh, and it is so hot. It's that molten. It rips- it rips the roof, yeah, the skin on the roof of your mouth completely off. Oh, man. And then Just you can't gone. taste anything ever again. Uh, well, and then for, and for, then the rest for of the like day, a week, you're like, you can't eat. You yep. know, you can't drink water. It's just painful all it's, the time. It's like bubbling and blistering. And there's nothing you can do. Exactly. All because um, of the damn tomato. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, big bref- breakfast considered uh, would be uh, two slices of um, sourdough. Right, nice. heavily buttered, heavily. Yep. Then uh, a side of compote mushrooms. Nice. Right? Um, it's very no, no baked beans because that's not needed in a big breakfast. That's just <laughs> wasted food because baked beans are nothing anyway. They don't really have much oh, except for protein. Come on, they, um, they they have their spot on the plate there. No, no, <laughs> no <laughs> spot on my plate. Just no, absolutely not. No right? baked beans whatsoever. No Heinz. No nothing. Exactly. <laughs> two, two smoked bacon rashes cooked between crispy and, and soggy. So that in-between part where the rind is nice and crispy, but the bacon itself isn't like overly crisp. Mm. Just so it's like melt in the mouth, just delicious. Bacon. Um, generally with uh, two chipotle sausages, because they're smaller than a usual like English breakfast sausage. You um, first thought about this. I love this. It's like no, this is, this is my thing. Like, you continental you asked breakfast. me, and <laughs> exactly. this is my thing. This <laughs> no, is I'm absolutely my my <laughs> breakfast experience, right? Um, also served with either a cup of orange juice or a cup of water for when I finish the coffee. Mostly because freshly brewed, brewed coffee is fantastic, but if it's yeah. the last thing you have, it's the last thing in your mouth. That's true. That's true. Yeah. 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 And, and then that, I can that attest that's taste what I had now. Will linger exactly. Yeah. And as much as I love coffee, like I grew up on tea, um, and and I wasn't really a coffee person until about ten years ago when I started dating Hayden in the first place. Mm. I was always like, yeah, tea's tea's better for me. But now I drink a lot of coffee, so not having that coffee smell in my breath to make my breath pungent and gross, mm. uh, you know, after I have my breakfast is is schmick. Also, pro the tip, the, uh, the dentist once told me, just just give uh, like a glass of water helps, maybe even just a quick un, uh, un kind of toothpasted brush is the type of thing can really help staining teeth, all that crap as well, because coffee just does a, uh, a bit of a number to your teeth. Because uh, yeah, the dentist co- was like, you're not, you're not, gonna, you're not gonna drink your coffee out of a straw. The, that's, you know, that's not gonna happen. scale, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I, uh, thanks for the breakfast chat, guys. Oh, and two fried eggs. Oh, oh yeah. fried eggs. eggs. No doubt. Okay. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah, fried has fried specifically good. fried. Okay. Yeah. This, this is like, is this your uh, your your serial killer profile, how you have your eggs there, Jane? <laughs> no, I just um I always have them uh, poached. Oh, fair enough. Well, to each their own. To each I, their own. I, I like uh, the runny yolk over the toast and uh, you know, a little bit of avocado on there. That That's just me. Everything else is fine on there. I'd, no, I, true, would, true. I, I would add the baked beans, but I mean, that again, that's just me. 
And I, I will say too, I, I do know um, uh, having a bit of a, a, um, a fast forward uh, or rewind actually in, in this instance, but uh, back to your interview with Gavin, I did hear you talk a little bit about your brother and uh, being a chef and everything and, yeah. and we can talk about that later. But uh, yeah, you have a bit of food stuff in your family, which is, um sounded really, really cool anyway. Yeah, so, well, <laughs> I mean, I'm actually, I, I was very close to finish, finishing my apprenticeship as a chef as well. Oh, nice, uh, nice. Yeah, run, you- a, run a couple of, I've, I've worked in many kitchens myself. Um, I actually helped co-run a, uh, a, a cafe in, um, where was it? Uh, oh, it was in Newcastle somewhere. I can't remember it off the top of my head. Oh, yeah, so in Oz, in Oz, it's gone. Yeah, 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 it was back in Newcastle. It was actually my step brother who opened it with an investor and was like, "Hey, you've got chef experience. Come on!" And we were we were doing that. Yeah, and I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll do it anyway. Yeah, That's pretty great. much. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, nice. <laughs> and you always look back at those and you're like, "Oh, they're opportunities." Like like Chesh always say. But I mean, I c- I can definitely recommend it. Uh, we could we could do it, buddy. We could do just a whole food episode one day, and uh, we definitely could. Speaking, yeah. especially so. I also um, used to be a chef, so. But, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we better get into Magic: The Gathering collectible card trading game, um, and, and Commander in particular, and and the the week that has been, or the two weeks, because uh, we took a little break last week. Um, felt a little naughty doing that, but that's that's just what you do, I guess. Uh, you know. Uh, sometimes you just got to do that, and it's fine. Um, I've missed the microphone though; I really have. Um, but. I think we'll start off with uh, before we get into a little bit of a background and, and kind of um, asking James and Paul where Commander at Arms came from, the vision, all that stuff, um, that cool stuff. We've got a little bit of uh, stuff in Brewers Notations this week to go through, mainly with what Chesh has been jamming around with, uh, in particular, the new uh, Commander Precon decks that I think <laughs> in all the noise in the community, whatnot, people have seemed to forgot that a pretty cracking release came out, which was these two. I think RRP thirty ish dollars. I can't confirm that, but basically, like <clears throat> just over less than. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, just over, just over the half of what the normal decks kind of go for, half yeah. that price kind of. They're thing. supposed to be like where the Planeswalker uh, decks were for standard. So yeah, yeah. I think, they're about, uh, they I think just, they're about twenty dollars here in the, in the US um, at the moment. Mm-hmm. Like I think I found them at Target for like twenty dollars plus tax. Yeah, I, I I found. I mean, I found uh, two for forty five dollars Australian. I was like, mm, yeah, pretty that's decent. A pretty good, I think yeah. that's with the amount of reprints. Yeah, I mean, um, that's pretty good deal. So there's a few things going on around here. Um, the first one is that uh, we'll, we'll explain what they are and then what Chesh has been doing with them um, kind of briefly and uh, what he's got actually planned for tonight, um, <laughs> which as of recording, which will be up on YouTube once this episode is out, I guess. But uh, essentially the pre-cons have been, uh, like I say, they're, they're quite quite a lower price point, which has been really important. Um, they're just kind of... Uh, aligned with the Zendikar theme, so they're they're kind of less. There's less pressure for them to be crazy or different, uh, disparate themes, and also a big package of different design cards. It's it's literally just two themes: rogues and landfall uh, in in Naya, and then also Demir, so blue, black, and then uh, red, green, white. Uh, a lot more razor focus in their in in their kind of or their, their their themes and and what their cards actually represent. They're not trying to fit too much in there. Some quality reprints kind of in there. Two pretty interesting commanders. Uh, just just good stuff. It's it's just it, it was a, a nice release that again went under the radar a little bit. And actually, a lot of people have been surprised when you know in in the community they're opening them and go, oh, this deck's actually pretty good out of the box. So, um, Chesh can chime in here for sure. But uh, we were we were both on MTG Lexicon last weekend. Had an absolute ball. Love those guys for life. Um, they always enjoy having a couple of Australians on um, us. And, uh, yeah, we, we had a great – the first game, I think, was Chesh was just running the uh, the Naya Landfall deck. 
pretty much out of the box with maybe 10 or 20 cards, just you know, pretty non, non-invasive kind of uh, replacements just for smoothing things out and upgrading a couple of themes there. But it was just a very, fairly stock list and uh, he blew that first game out of the water. How did that go, Chesh? Ah, you know, uh, Kame Sora kicked everyone's ass with a pre-con. Ah, yes. And, um, and yeah, like, you were cheering. So, I was having a look. It, I actually made, like, a 20-card upgrade, which uh, nine of those were lands, um, yeah. which didn't really matter because none of those lands actually came into play anyway. Um, so, let's just say it was 13 Except cards maybe Valakut, that's a that's a thing anyway. Oh, that wow. doesn't even okay. count. Cause, <laughs> <I> no. <know. laughs> so, Valakut didn't do anything because I couldn't pull my enablers for it. Um, yep. So, it literally just came in as a tapped... A tapped mountain, essentially, um, which was horrible. Um, but generally speaking, the deck, because it's so laser focused on what it's supposed to do, which, by the way, wizards, please keep doing this hashtag sponsored. I don't care. Um, yeah, I, I have to say that when I'm talking about the decks, because I got these decks for free from wizards um, for for my participation in a particular stream tonight with Riley Knight. Um, hashtag name drop. <laughs> But uh, this this deck is surprisingly good, and I assume that the mill deck is going to be much the same. Um, yeah, that one out of the solid. box, I did try it, and it was pretty solid. Mm. And then I was just like, you know what? I just I need to chuck a couple of things in this just to kind of give me a bit more of an edge because it is a precon, and I want to go up against those, you know, six and sevens. Mm. Um, so I chucked in a Dryad of the Illusion Grove. Um, obviously, we want to play extra lands, um, and this was because of course Valakut as well um the prismatic omen was in here at the time as well which i've now taken out mm. um so lands you control are every basic land type in addition to their other types um a courser of crucifix um because we want to look at the top card of our library whenever we can and it's yeah. just basically going to be revealed get a pseudo card advantage too Exactly. And if it's a land, we can play it. So that mixed with the Dryad, we can play two lands a turn and keep clearing the top of our deck if we need to. Uh, and of course, it keeps you in the game because whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, what a surprise in a landfall deck, you gain a life. Oh, uh, yeah. Right? That, that bit's totally a, uh, a, a non-zero piece um, of, of significance for sure when it comes to that. It's like, yeah, sometimes you just, there's not that many ways to gain some life in those landfall decks. That's like, exactly. Well, this actually helps. So I chucked in a copy of Steve because there was no copy of Steve in here for some reason. Sakura Tribe Elder. Hey, Steve. I kind of don't understand why there wasn't, but now yeah, there is. Yeah, that's a strange one. But, you know, Omnath was in the deck. So it's. I think that's what I found. It's like, oh, but you, you immediately go with all these lists. Why isn't this in it? Why isn't this in it? And like, well, I think there's enough fundamental pieces, which is good. And you could just move from there. And Steve's an easy piece, which is good. Like, I, saw, I thought the same thing with the Demir Rogues and Zareth Sand. That just completely dovetails right in. But mm. it's a card in the later set, so I imagine it's the type of thing. It's like, well, we also want you to open booster packs of this thing, so you know, exactly. get out sand um, that way. So I also chucked in a copy of Expedition Map, always good, um, because it goes searching for a land card, um, so it can be used as a toolbox card. The same with Sylvan Scrying was chucked in here as well. Yep. Um, Incubation Druid is an interesting one that I threw in that I think a lot of people miss the synergy of because yeah, yeah, a boon the commander. Uh, will actually supply a plus one, plus one counter to a creature that you have in play because of the landfall trigger. That's true. And that means that you can chuck the counter straight on your incubation druid, and then as soon as your incubation druid can tap, then it will tap for extra mana. 
taps Which for bulk. I would say the same with, I'd say the same with Gaia Sage too, but that's up to uh, users' discretion if, if they want to include some, such things like that. So Yeah, um, I pass on that one. Um, I love Gaia Sage. A great one. A copy of Tireless Tracker. Always good. It can be a late-game finisher, but more often than not, it's card draw at least because of the clues. I've heard people call Tireless Tracker the best landfall, non-landfall creature ever made. So um, yep, it doesn't much. even say landfall, but that's exactly what it does. Ruminap Excavator, uh, because you are using fetch lands, even the slow Mirage fetch lands. Um, so being able to play those lands from your graveyard mm-hmm. is actually pretty important yep. um, for extra landfall triggers and stuff as well. Uh, Nissa who shakes her ass. Uh, it's fantastic. Um, so mostly because, and you're not playing like a mass amount of forests, so it doesn't really matter. Um, uh, but you're playing enough that, you know, it should help. Um, uh, she, she so doubles those, those forests, uh, matter output, which is exactly. quite significant. Annoying and standard, of course, but, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, nice. Uh, a Rex Age, because there wasn't one in the deck hilariously. Um, and, uh, these, these came out in like, what, uh, M19, 2019 corset? Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. They're, they're readily available these days. Yeah, That's great. exactly. Readily available. They used to be, like, nearing $10 a card at one point, which was ridiculous. Really? Oh, yeah, they were way up there. Yeah. Always um, a commander staple, for sure. Like, three mana, two, destroy artifact or enchantment. It's just awesome. On a creature. Yeah. yeah, it also got a reprint uh, of Double Masters as well. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Exactly. And I was going to say that about Expo uh, map as well. Like, they're yeah. just they, stuff, the yeah. type of pieces that might be nearing a dollar or two. And it's like, no, yeah. I've gone back right down now, which is great. Uh, Mwanvli Acid Moss was chucked in here. Uh, and I'm going to read this out for people because. Oh, I love this card, yeah. It's a card that people might not remember. This is two green and two colors for a sorcery, destroy target land. Search your <laughs> library for a forest card, put that card into play tapped, and then chop your library. So, provides you with extra landfall and can destroy somebody's toolbox land yeah. um no matter what it is like it, it might be just like a maze that you want to get off the board mm. um it could be a uh trying to think of the name well the on the weekend homeward path one. with um thanks oh, to the, that, th- thanks to the lexicon boys that kind of kept me at bay for a lot of things i was doing because um they've got a bit of a, a medical there that they brandon's always stealing their stuff so <clears> a lot of them run homeward path which is a card i hadn't seen in a while i was like oh well that's actually affecting the game a lot more than i thought it was <laughs> mm-hmm. crazy um, but I, th- I think general rule it's like lands are doing a lot more these days than i think i mean they always have but that you've Players have a tendency to just go, oh, whatever, I'll just mana base it. I'm not going to worry about disrupting anyone's lands. I think it's absolutely necessary in pretty much every deck to have something to do to mess with someone's lands because there are lands that can turn off your game plan, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. go, go Acid Moss. I love it. And uh, so we chucked in a couple of finishes just to amp up the finishes. It needs more of them, and I'm, I'm getting there slowly. Oh, it's a landfall uh, deck. There's inevitability, you know. It's, it's just... It's it's all built on an idea that you're you're gaining like uh, building your board and, and resources anyway, and it's like just as a byproduct, good things mm-hmm. happen. So, so one of them being Beastmaster's Ascension, nice. Um, because as long as it's got seven or more quest counters on it, then creatures you control get plus four. Uh, sorry, plus five, plus five. Um, so I mean, it, it gets quest counters whenever your creatures attack. This is a landfall deck, but. The secondary for this deck is actually attacking with creatures anyway. Yeah. So it shouldn't take you long to get up to the plus five, plus five, so long as the Ascension hangs around, Um, which is great because Joriel Empress of Beasts uh, will actually assist you 
in making all of your lands into 8-8 creatures, which is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Mm, so, yeah, just some uh, some little upgrades there. Uh, the lands don't really matter that much. I chucked in, like, um, a couple of uh, fetch lands, like three fetch lands and then some pain lands. Yeah. Um, so that was fine. It's kind of just how much you can throw it, like, you can upgrade it, whatever. It's all, like, it's still going to be fundamentally... You know, humming along and doing well, but it's uh, it's all gravy from there, kind of thing. Getting your landfall triggers, whatever. So um, yeah. I was going to ask but, too. Mean, so yeah, go for it. Go for it. The, the shout out to wizards here is the fact that a the packaging is tight. It's yeah. smaller. It's a cool design. But the the bigger shout out here is the fact that they've gone. You know what? Let's try and laser focus this towards the set it's coming from, yeah. rather than trying to make it like cover three different decks. And that's what makes it the perfect product for somebody new coming into the format. Definitely. Rather than the previous Commander decks where they were like, this is perfect for new people. And it's like, it's not because the it's, deck construction itself is confusing. Yeah, and because trying they're trying to, to fit a what- lot in there. And then that's like, it's a conduit for new reprints, new designs, new things. And, and then that ultimately ends up in a, uh, a deck that's trying to do five different things that can work, uh-huh. but not like these. These actually seem to hum better than any of the, the other pre-cons. That's right. So, because these are laser-focused, they're a lot easier for a new player to pick up and go, I know what this deck is supposed to do. It does what it says on the back of the pack, and it doesn't have any confusing, like, well, why is this card in here? Yeah. Everything that's in there absolutely fits in with how the deck runs. Only a few things that I wanted to take out because they were they were weaker than what the deck needed. Yeah. Or, yeah, you know, like, they still worked within the deck, but they were just better options to chuck in that deck. No, so, I, I was going to say there's, there's, there are the um, they've they've kind of gone at that price point of two. There's there's less brand new cards as well um, that you might normally find a commander set, and it's completely fine. But I think each of them I do want to pick up uh, a few of those, um, and and that's the thing. I think we might even run into the complete things, whether it's in a video of your like uh, when when you kind of um, upgrade those those decks and, and might maybe do a video, whatever. We may talk about them more in another episode, whatever. But there's uh, there's one in particular, the Geode Ranger in the Landfall deck, and I was going to ask if you're keeping that one in there. The- no, I took that straight out. That's a piece of shit. Ah, I want that. So send really? it to I me, it was please. A good card. Um, I mean, it's really cool, but it's. Well, I mean, this six, is the whole thing. Commander is subjective. It's, when it's there's another taste. card in the deck that um, the building blocks are literally the same when you put it on a power scale for four mana. Yeah. Oh, no, I get that. Oh, sorry. And then this one's six mana. But the reason I love this one, I, I just, I adore, much like uh, the, the Monarch mechanic, I adore the Goad mechanic. And I think it's um, just, just leads to fun games. But Geode Rager is a six mana elemental, four, three, first strike. With landfall, whenever a land enters the battlefield on your control code, each creature target player controls. I think that's some powerful stuff that I would want to play with, but I think the main key there is, like, that's not everyone's game plan. That's not Cheshire's game plan in this instance. It's that's fine. Mana, it's, like, I know, it's, I know. It's, this is what I was saying. Like, it's, it's a landfall card, but it's just not powerful enough. Like, it's nowhere near powerful enough. The four-mana white creature, which is, like, two white and two colourless, yeah. is on spec for power toughness, three, four, having vigilance, you know, having a cool ability. I this know, should but have like, also been, as a four, three, should have been four-mana. I think maybe in a Zen, maybe in like a, a Zen understanding kind of state lately, I've been uh, really honing in on what the idea of uh, dissuading attacks from me and to other people and what that does sometimes it's the anti-threat assessment it's like how do i actually look like not a threat that kind of thing and 
you'll laugh at me, Chesh, because, you know, (laughs) notice me, senpai, but, uh, you know, uh, you'll always kind of um, give me crap for for not having good threat assessment. And I'm not saying I'm a a good player at all. Like, I'm I'm, I'm a trash player. That's fine. But that's, well, we love Commander. It's fun. Uh, But I've I've just found lately how how powerful sometimes... (laughs) Influencing a swing elsewhere to let other people do the damage to your opponents uh, can can possibly be. That's why I love Goad. Uh, I love, shout out to some of our friends. I think Joel Enthralman has a Marisi deck, which is super cool. Um, there's a few I've seen around, but I just, I don't know. Goad is super interesting for me, and I think this is a quite a powerful one. So, um, yeah, it's it's to eat your own horses for courses. So um, yeah, if if uh, if you so happen to send me some mail at some time, Chesh, I'll I'll I'll, oh, no, I'll wire you through a, a, a solid twenty cents for that card because I'm kidding. No, this this is staying in the collection for a goad deck eventually. I wanna, <laughs> no, that's true. I want to absolutely make a goad deck that's just going to be the most annoying thing ever, and I'm going to yeah. play against you. Oh, so I could do the the, the, the spider, you, but- um, Thantus, the War Weaver. That could be a good fun. Um, the one just but like I mean, messing with combat it's great so. but as I was saying like it comes back to if you're paying six mana for this creature you are doing it wrong there are better creatures for six mana that you should be spending that six mana on oh, that true. are going to advance well, the game and keep you safe see yeah, yeah. I'm going to agree to disagree here um, when I was talking yeah, to James definitely. about this I said that that creature was a red staple and I'm, I still am of that opinion um the thing is, by the time that Goad is such a powerful effect that you would pay that much mana for it, it really doesn't matter, right? Six mana is nothing. Like, Insurrection is a very mm. popular red card that gains control of all creatures, gives them pace, and, uh, you know, until end of turn, obviously. That's nine mana. People play that mm. card all the time because by the time it matters, nine mana is like, whatever, I'm just winning. And I think this card is of the same principle where at six, effectively seven mana, because you want to hit the landfall drop with it, um, yeah, that exactly. effect is just That's so powerful saying. that, you know, it's essentially a one-sided board wipe. Because I'm pretty sure it's goad each creature your opponent's control, right? For just the uh, it's, it's target player, So, but in the, in the landfall deck, I'm sure you could double that, that up and just get a whole board going. And basically, the way I put it, Disruptor Quorum still got a reasonable price and people love that card. Uh, I don't see it that much, but it's I know... It, it it does have some you know some hype, but it's it's a really good card. Go to all creatures you don't control for four mana. Um, but again, it's it's I think it, it definitely requires some testing. But I and and sometimes you can go well maybe the situational uh, times may not come up as much as I think that where it's an absolute powerhouse. Uh, you know you do need some creatures on board. But I'm just thinking the times that this could this could potentially translate to life gain because you're not getting swung at with those creatures and you're turning that life gain into like a, uh, uh, what do you call it, the deflecting strike or whatever, like whatever that um, that, that card is, basically the red white one. Def- it's like oh, you're, you're turning pawn. damage away from yourself potentially to someone else. <clears throat> Not just that, but there's a lot of commanders in the game where they literally will just never attack because they just want to get the value from them whenever they want. Yeah, I love that. Like your mana dorks that, that have to run into a wall of something and die on the other side of the board, which could be pretty powerful. So Even um, in the mirror yeah. match, like you force them to attack with Obun, you block profitably, and then, you know, all of a sudden you're now ahead. Yeah, so I'm a big fan of this card, Josh. I, I think, I, and I, I know you are too, but it's just like it did not not going for this one. But, I mean, we'll see, we'll see. But uh, I'll have to uh, get my hands on, on some of these pre-cons just to... 
have a play with some of these new cards as well. But uh, also shout out to uh, Ameria Shepherd doing some work. I hadn't seen that thing on the board for a while. Far out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot there was a commander card. Mm, my word. So, uh, yeah, Chess dropping some planes, getting some Omnaths back when everyone's dedicating all their resources to get rid of Omnath. And Omnath just comes back and everyone groans. It's like, yeah, exactly. And then me like... Going off with uh, with getting a whole bunch of planes and and everyone just looking at the board, just going, "What is going on?" As I'm like, "Look, I'm comboing off exactly." Get a back. And Mary I think it's it, like with this powerful. this Omnath. Well, what's that, James? I was just saying, a Mary Shepard super powerful. Uh, that with Solemn Simulacrum and Animate Dead, you can basically get every single plane out of your library. <laughs> Because exactly, I did that, I, exactly. I did that in Taser once. I was like, I'll just keep doing this, yeah. drawing as many cards as I want, and uh, sacrificing it. It was great. It was a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, exactly. I think it's just nice. It's like also that uh, in the days of power creep, that kind of thing. Um, it was just nice that when I was starting to play Commander Ameria Shepherd, it was one of those high end things, uh, not price wise, but just at the pinnacle of a game. Basically, that's the difference maker. And I was you always look at it with mythical status and. Uh, though, those are those early epic commander games and to see it now like, oh yeah forgot there's totally a card and still kick us it's amazing and and some of these landfall decks getting a bit more white now to to play with like it's the omnath deck it's the Aboon. uh there's a lot of nice white landfall triggers so um good stuff so chesh wrap us up with um that's been a long um brewers notations but perfectly fine wrap us up though with what uh what you're doing with the the pre-cons uh you kind of roughly um uh mentioned it before but um what you're up to tonight well, tonight, uh, myself, the Wandering Bard, who people might know as Tom, who freelances for Card Kingdom. That's right. Um, Jordan from Orcshead Magic and uh, Riley Knight, which I guess people might know. Uh, <laughs> we're all doing a wizard-sponsored stream over on Riley's Twitch, and then hopefully I'll get a copy of that to upload to uh, Cheshire Plays Games YouTube. Uh, but we'll be facing off in a versus match against each other. So, you know, pretty much just a, a 4v4. No, that's not right. 1v4. We're just versing each other. In a very Australian pub brawl. <laughs> God, I cannot. My brain cannot work today, uh, right? Chesh has got first shout, Chesh. Right? Yeah, exactly. Chesh has got first shout. But, um, it's yeah, yeah, time exactly. to go on Smoko, mate. Yeah, mate. But the, the, the thing here is because there's only two Zendikar decks, um, so Riley's going to be playing the landfall deck, uh, unmodified, of course, I'm going to be playing the mill deck, the rogue deck that's unmodified. Um, and then the other two boys are going to be playing, uh, Ikoria decks. So it's going to be really interesting to see how this goes down and how all the decks match up. Mm. Um, because I've not seen anyone do content like this before, like in this particular way, um, Personally, I'm happy that Wizards didn't just throw us all Zendikar decks and just go, like, have I think at so it. so, too, yeah. <laughs> um, and- because I think that that just would not have been as interesting to see how the decks are matching up. Yeah. Um, but I think considering almost, that it's got- like they're battling products in a, in a really yeah. interesting way because these Ikoria ones are, like we just said, they're the more expensive ones. They uh, they have a bit more going on for different reasons, whatever, and they're very good decks. We've spoke about them in another episode, but- how they I've done deck techs on every single one of exactly, them. Exactly, and they were super fun. Uh, and but how they relate to exactly what we're saying before: the cheaper Zendikar decks are technically more focused, uh, and that should They're be actually better. interesting. <laughs> yeah, well, like, yeah, there's no doubt about it. Like exactly. Yeah, but hashtag hashtag sponsored, and I have to say that because the product is sponsored, um, and because of A C regulations and American <laughs> advertisement standards, 
I need to make people aware that these decks have been supplied by Wizards for free for this particular stream. Yeah, exactly. Oh, nice. Disclaimer! So, yeah, see, I haven't heard that in a while. Not since yeah. I worked at JB Hi-Fi. <laughs> Strange things. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always, I've read I the a- I was always a, mention I, it. I, I used to love it when people would come and be like, I've read the ACCC. I'm like, that's like a 1,600-page document that you probably have Good no job. idea what you're, re- what you're reading. You've probably like yeah. Googled it and been like, what does the ACCC say about this? And it's like one sentence. They're like, well, I've read yep. that sentence. And it's like, okay, cool. Awesome. Like, uh, do you want to pat on the back? Yeah, right? exactly. And that almost just resonated with like the lady that walked into Bunnings and said, "This is a, uh, a, a you know the mask thing." It's like this is a this is a violation of the Charter of Human Rights and all the crap. And you're having to go at me because I'm a woman. He's like, "I never said that." <laughs> it's like, "What are wow. you doing?" Uh, <laughs> anyway, look that up on YouTube. Actually, don't because it'll make you depressed. But yeah. uh, wear your mask, people. Um, yeah, good stuff. <laughs> but so yeah, tune into uh, well, you'll you'll as we said, you can see it on <laughs> probably Cheshire's uh, YouTube thing, Twitch thing. Um, like channels, I guess you call them these days, uh-huh. or Riley Knights on Riley Query Town. I mean, most people have probably seen it by now if they're listening to the podcast anyway. Oh, and on the Twitters, yeah, exactly. Wizards so, well. have told us that they'll be uh, doing a slash host on their Twitch for it as well. So, yeah, so this is not just a little thing. This is oh, it's bloody exciting, exactly. Yeah, that's huge, mate. It's, it's a pretty great. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks. And chat to Riley and and uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, so even get him on the podcast at some stage. He's, but, uh, a, he's, as, he's as, a cool dude. I've always wanted to have a chat with him. Yeah, I just cool you know, it could get very Australian very quick. Like, uh, oh my like god, it it James. Could. So, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> um, so I think that's 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 a good. Like I said, Brewers notations. Um, and then touching on Zendikar Commander decks, and I think we might talk about them more in the future because I'm pretty, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of them. I think they're really cool. Um, and then yeah, looking forward Next to next episode. We'll go over Mill. Yeah, may as well, actually. Good idea. Um, go see River, River Cup. Love him. Um, so, main course, though. Let's move over now to uh, switch to our guests here. Um, and we've got uh, maybe a couple of little community topics I think we might even touch on, see your thoughts on whatever. But James and Paul, um, one of you kind of, uh, whoever wants to talk, that's fine. Um, it's, it's a bit of a free-for-all <laughs> here and, uh, right. you know, bear with us. Yeah. But tell us, tell us about... Where Commander at Arms came from, uh, your philosophies, kind of what what you see Commander being about, and um, you know what you've kind of learnt from doing the show, I guess. Because uh, the way I put it, anyway, like we're both Commander podcasts. I've found that we're both fairly online. Well, you know, we don't have to agree with everything. That's the whole point. I, I enjoy that with every kind of uh, discussion, whatever. Um, but we've found that we kind of. Uh, have a lot of fun talking about like the the game, the format, whatever, and and have shared quite a few tables now, and 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 it's always the fun novelty that you know there's an Australian there as well, and that was their first connection, I guess. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, tell us tell us where it came from, what you what you guys have, have learnt, and um, how much fun you've been having, and 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 you know what what the podcast is all about, I guess. Um, so you want to really to, to well, I mean, just to kind of start it. It would have to go back to almost like right back to the start before I even really met Paul because it's kind of like the whole story mm. of how I met Paul was kind of how this all started really. So uh, I came over to America uh, to 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 live and you're not American. What? No. Oh, mate. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I have to break the news to you. I'm not. I'm not American. Elephant in the room here. Um, yeah. What's that <laughs> yeah. accent doing in it's, Florida? It's that yeah. funny yeah. accent. Did Everyone's you just call like, me an elephant. Oh no. Oh. Maybe I don't know. Um, no, not hold you. on. Sam said the elephant in the room. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> so basically, this was kind of like I got into Commander when the anthology two pack came out, um, 
and mm. I played a little bit back home with some friends and then I came over here and I had like no one to really play with um, except for the missus and we were kind of like wanting to go out and play in the wild but not really knowing anybody to really play with and she started mm. working at this uh, bookstore called Books A Million and um, they allowed us to do Friday nights up there from 5 till 10 and it kind of just it's the first three weeks or so the first month was just her and I going up there you know drinking coffee and just slinging spells against each other and kind of just getting nice. the word out there um, and then we met some other people came in and some people left and then we started this 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 like play group up there um you know we met one person who then brought the rest of their play group in so we're kind of like this mishmash of play groups um and then one day backpack on his back walks in <laughs> and, and we're talking a diesel backpack yeah we're legendary talking, moment. St- he still carries his backpack with him and it's this chunky ass thing full of his magic decks <laughs> and uh so sat down and we were we were playing and we were having jokes and stuff and i think i can't remember where it came out of it was like hand went up and it's like hi i'm paul and i was like oh hi paul i'm james and we all just kind of had a good laugh and everything and he kept coming back and was like all right this is pretty cool and then you know we all got really tight and we had this really cool meta and everything and um and then we started a D podcast so way out of left field oh, yeah, well, of course we, nice. we started we started a D podcast called the great library um, which is on Spotify still if you want to go and check that out. I mean, you don't have to. It's only a couple episodes long because we didn't get that far into it. And uh, we needed more players. So I invited Paul over for it. And then um, as that was kind of winding down, Paul and I were like, we should start a magic podcast, like talking about Commander. Because, yeah. you know, I love Commander. He loves Commander. He was a lot better. Like all these, all these people that I played with were so much better than I at the time. And I think since I've done this podcast and being able to play online with everybody, uh, I've definitely gotten a lot better in one, a threat assessment, two, uh, my technical play, and three, just like, uh, you know, like the knowledge of cards as well and what they do and, and how they I was, was going to say, yeah. but skill level, skills, skill level, I guess, that's the yeah, reason my, I play it like, too. It's, it's not the be all and end all in this one. It's more just like it's quality of life upgrades almost, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's like knowing like what pieces to get rid of strategically mm. so that not just to stop a deck, but just stop a line of play. Yeah. Um, so. We basically were like, well, it was months or so after that podcast kind of like wound down and, uh, and then came in to Ikoria and we had these, the, the, the companion, uh, what was it? The companion mechanic. And we were like, I was like, yeah, true, true. I was like, Paul, we have to talk about this. He was just getting time off, like time off work because of the, uh, the pandemic and everything was starting. This is kind of the start of the pandemic and. We're like, yep, we've got time. Let's just throw in some microphones and let's talk about it. And that's kind of how Commander at Arms really started. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, yeah, I know, Paul, you're going to chime in there as well, but uh, I'm keen to hear your side of the story, if anything, to add to that as well. <clears throat> um, James pretty much said everything that I was going to say, but uh, funny story, when James, and I, uh, when James and I first met, uh, the first time we played, I was, I was playing, I forgot what I was playing exactly, but it was uh, one of my decks and... Uh, at the end of the game, James is like, you have any other decks with you? <laughs> that one wasn't I forgot really about fun. this. <laughs> you don't remember that? No, oh, I mean, it's, how many games have we played together, though? <laughs> that was like the very first game so, we played together. You're like, you got any other decks? Because that one wasn't fun. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was playing a very, very unoptimized and unfocused Muldrotha deck that was going in like... Because I, I, this deck was... It was the... Uh, it was the Devour for Power Precon that I got mm. in the Anthology 2 pack that it was like, instead of having 
the Mimeoplasm as the commander, I went, well, let's go Muldrotha instead. Oh, you just straight sub, exactly. Muldrotha yeah, the- works well with anything that's firm, it's fine. So yeah, exactly. Go. And then, like I said, like everyone everyone who was coming in was going, oh, you should have this card, and you should have that card, and you should have that card. And it was just like a mishmash of different synergies. And I'm like, this deck yeah. is just nuts. So I actually ended up just scrapping that whole deck, putting it aside and going, I'll touch you later because you're like this diseased project <laughs> that I want to move away from for now and just focus on a Corrupted whole new commander. Tree. Yeah, so yeah. that's when I went and got the 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 gear ed precon and was like, all right, this is my deck. And as you guys were saying with the uh with the uh the the Zendikar ones, that one was very, hey, here's three different options you can go. Which one do you want to go? Yeah, that one's not too bad, but it's yeah, exactly. There's still a bit like, oh we you know, you have to hone in on one identity if you really want yeah. to. So um but yeah why did you why did you uh ask Paul if he had any different decks? Why was Paul crushing you? Paul was crushing everybody. <laughs> Paul yeah, was coming so. in and he was like, uh just like it's just been a smart ass like it like he normally yeah. is when we're playing. It's been a little cheeky. <laughs> just just being mad cheeky. Yeah, he nice. was like, does it resolve? Yep, okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, yep, looking around, going, okay, yep, cuts. Oh. Does, does it resolve? <laughs> does that resolve? Yep, cool. All right, awesome. I was like, Paul, you need to calm down, mate. Just bring the power devil level down just a yeah, wee little yeah. bit. Let's <laughs> say so you knew he was a good bud. I, I'm oh, yeah. hoping that was uh, – were you playing mono white Elish Norn there, Paul? Uh, I did not have that deck together at the time. That was a pandemic project that has uh, yeah. since come together. Um, what would I have been playing at that time? It, it, say, does it, it resolve has blue Druid. in it? Yeah, no, it wasn't Druids. <laughs> It's not Druid. His Druid's deck is really strong, though. It's a lot of fun yeah, to play Yeah, I want to talk to you about that at some stage, too, because that's that's a spicy tribe that not many people tackle, but there's the one that uh, takes people's lands. That That's, that's oh, a good card. Far For sure. Oh, I love that card. <laughs> I love that card. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, what would it have been? Uh, would it have been Brago? It might not have been Brago. I can't oh, remember. Oh, yeah, that can have that effect I've got, for I've sure. I've got so many no. things, it's so hard to remember. Brago can get you, like, uh, can can give people that full control lean and uh, you just lean over and like, hey, hey, hey really? Well, I play Winter Warrior as well. You know, mess with my rude gold mirror machine, right? Just try it. I'll <laughs> flicker. But yeah, Brago's, Brago's like, like a power piece. It's great. He is. And then it just came like this whole, like, all of Paul's decks are like, to the nines, even though they're not, yeah. <laughs> they just feel very, very strong. Um, yeah. So it, then it just became the joke of like, have you got any other decks, Paul? Like, do you always have to build strong decks? <laughs> like, we're trying to play mid here, mate, and you're trying to play like yeah. borderline CEDH before I even knew what CEDH was. Yeah, I, I will say, but I, I mean, my my limited playing experience with Paul, but from listening to the podcast too as well, I do, I, I appreciate Paul's kind of um, uh, view on the game and, and also like there's still a lot of room for creativity there and it's kind of a good even view on, uh, yeah, like look at cards and, and, and interactions, that kind of thing. But I think the deal is anyway, and, and I've had this experience playing in your Discord as well with you guys and, and that it is still very much about preserving the respect in the game, which is really nice. And, and, and it's, you know, you're very aware of that, which is, we're not trying to crush anyone, which is the, the, the constant, uh, I guess, the balance issue sometimes in Commander and it's it's that social yeah. contract and everything there. So it's it's all st- still seriously like at the heart of the game. Like I say, it's 
for me, it's 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 not about being the best player. It's it's about having the most fun and and how to interact with it, the best with other players, that kind of thing. So yeah, um, yeah. no, it, and, and again, just appreciate what you guys do, and and also for allowing me into your um your Discord and and yeah, man, having games sometimes because you have a bit of a good crew that meet on a, a morning your time, um, yeah. which has been really really good for me as far as nine thirty at night here in Australia. I was like, whoops, this is the perfect time to jam some commander. But that's uh that's I, our breakfast crew. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And it's uh, you would have found the same thing, like putting something like that together um, and, and Commander in general this year and what that has meant as far as we're going outside of our, our kind of local play groups and no longer are we speculating about, oh, what everyone else is playing or what you hear in the grapevines. Like, no, we're literally playing people, like all around the world, all different yeah. play groups, and that's the point. And that that really – and, again, it's not about having the most optimized thing. It's just making – I think it's making us all a little bit better about deck building, about threat assessment, about uh, interaction and how to also just, just gel with different play groups, especially if you're like, cause there's often every game you're playing someone new and, and that's really important. And then as a result, we're, we're having so much fun. We're like, we learn about different people from walks of life and, and that kind of thing. And, we're, we're we're building better decks rather than just playing against the uh, the you know the same group of people at the the local game store um, over and over. Which I look forward to doing that again. I really really do. I actually um, do as well. But it's I think with a whole new view. So um, yeah, no shout out to you and you. You, you've, you guys have a, a great little community you've put together in your Discord. Um, and I don't know if that's that's a public thing you're inviting people into or yeah, whatever. Yeah, of course. But, I mean, um, if, if anyone wants to join, it's called Commander Library. Um, yeah, I'm sure I can give you guys the link if anyone wants to, to click on that uh, on the show notes or something or wherever you guys put your links. Um, I'm happy to give that one out. Um, nice, nice. Yeah, well, um, I was gonna we, s- oh, we, 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 we were getting a little bit of power creep coming into it uh, uh, just with like myself and one other person in there. Um, my two lane deck was coming on like he, oh, sorry, his git his Gitrog deck was getting up to the power point of my two lane deck, and we we kind of sat down to each other and we were like, "This is not what we want these like this community let's to just be. play one v one, all right?" Yeah, pretty much. It was like, "All right, let's just let's invite two other people and then just beat on each other for a while because that's yeah, fun." Exactly. So it was yeah. just like, "Okay, let's put these decks aside for a while. Let's go find other commanders that we want to play and have fun with those ones." So I've like, yeah. I've put I'm, I've made a rule now to myself um, that I'm not allowed to play white. I'm not allowed to play blue. Sorry. Not allowed to play white, yeah, because white's so strong. <laughs> um, I'm not. Yeah. I'm, I'm not allowed to play blue. So I've. I have been looking at like my other decks. So like I've got the list in front of me here. Like my Taser deck's pretty fun. I have a Gishath, the Sun's Avatar deck, which is like mm. no no interaction. Yeah, cool. Cool. It's just big old dinosaurs. Um, and then like I've I've retired my Kalamax deck for a, for a while now too. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. I think I did the same thing just with like the Simic. Uh, pair and, and yeah. things around there and i can no doubt do some pretty wacky creative stuff but i think it just lost its kind of edge or creativity or hipsterness i guess you know <laughs> I, i'm always trying to find weird things that no one's building whatever and that's um, that's the whole journey for self-expression but uh I, I, things do exist in semi but i just put uh, it down for a little while if you're looking for a weird thing that nobody really builds i heavily recommend Mirasol the pretender Oh, yeah, I heard you say this last episode and I was oh shouting in my, my podcast because I was like, I've, I've built that deck before a couple of years ago, um, played a, a game or two, but more I, I, I've been thinking about it because I've still got a, uh, a few pages in a binder dedicated to the shell of all these interesting pieces that just seem like really bad cards but work really nicely in Mersel. So, you're like the manticores and stuff. Um, but it's just... I, I find that deck so interesting from just hitting on a different axis. Like you're you're messing with stuff in your graveyard, you're caging weird things, and and yeah, I mean, I implore anyone to check it out if they haven't. But 
just weird Grixis Commander. So, yeah, the Paul, that's a great one, actually. And I, I'm kind of pretty keen to put that. It's together. actually, it's, it's, also, it's, whole, it's actually my most powerful, powerful deck. It's like borderline. Yeah, really? Um, yeah. and even, even at There's that combos. level, it's got so many different avenues that you can take, like so many different, yeah. uh, you know, uh, plays you can make. There's a lot of different, yeah, uh, it, it's important to know like timing and sequencing with that deck. If you really want to learn how to play in a very uh, optimized manner, I would I would recommend building Miracell and trying it out. It really does teach you how to yeah, play. Yeah, very keen game. actually. And I'll, I'll hit you up for a list as well. So um, yeah, no, I love that one. And how interesting it is. You make almost this Voltron stack that's not a Voltron stack. It's just a it's just a thing and um even flavor wise you're caging up all these things and um <laughs> it's pretty pretty unnerving actually so uh yeah apparently i, I was even listening to a uh, a story podcast about um whatever books mesel appeared in but mesel seemed like a bit of a piece of work actually like a pretty pretty scary da- character for sure so um yeah no that's 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 awesome guys and um i, I was gonna say paul uh or paul and james but um uh the commander library as well that yep. isn't that the name james of your partner's etsy shop uh it's the great library um, the great so library I, yeah, yes so, so there's a few of, libraries i kind of mold them together so the yeah, whole so- idea of the great the great library was we were supposed to be playing like D inside of this musty old uh library inside of a place in the story and i was going to get the characters to go to that place in the story and then find us in a table <laughs> so it was going to be this very meta kind of thing. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, you got an inception. <laughs> but we yeah. never got that chance to get to that point. Um, and I didn't want to just like throw it in there because it was like, haha, this is funny. I wanted to get it like naturally through the story progression that way. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they were supposed to like, they're going to like find us sitting in the background. But yeah, we used to. Yeah. So that's, that's her Etsy shop. It's called the great library on Etsy.com. And uh, that's actually yeah, where you please can check find, it out. Cause there's yeah. some awesome stuff and it's and, uh, the Azorius uh, hat. You show me the, the, is it yep. Lee the, shirt is the, the one I want to pick is up. Is it boiler league? I believe it's called. Yeah. Um, and then there's actually a Tulane, uh, Tulane's magical Tales shirt, which is really cool. Yeah. And that's, uh, cool. that's also the place where you can pick up the uh, commander at arms podcast t-shirt if you wanted one that is correct exactly um and i wanted to give you uh, give a shout out for that too because i mean one of the first things i ever noticed about commander at arms um was i was like this mm, this this logo is immaculate like this your branding is exceptional and and Thank you. one of the best around i might like, someone knows what they're doing here who did you get to do this because this is great and um i'm a graphic designer i don't necessarily put that much care or effort into what i do um, for my side stuff but I see it from a mile off. I'm like, ooh, this is someone's got the craft. And, um, yeah, it was super super stoked. And, and, and you said it was, uh, yeah, your partner. Who, yeah, uh, my does partner. The, does the yeah. design. I'm like, yeah, knows I was like, what they're doing. I was like, I want X, Y, and Z. And she was like, all right, give me two days. And I was like, all right, cool. And when I said two days, it's like two afternoons after work. She just gets home and jumps on the MacBook and yeah. keeps going. And it was like, you know, two afternoons or so. And she throw, she pulled this up and she was like yeah it's all right or whatever i'm like what do you mean it's all right <laughs> it's i love that exceptional then i showed paul exactly. and he's like i also love that <laughs> and not yeah. not only, and that's the thing not only did she produce one but she produced like six different variations of the same logo oh yeah <laughs> yeah because that's what we're going to do for clients it's just like oh this oh and what's going to inevitably happen with uh, a client presentation is his option two and option five can you frankenstein them together and yeah i don't think so but like as in they they were two completely different concepts but fine i'll mash them together <laughs> so yeah life. i like to think yeah, i'm a pretty easy client to please because uh, whatever she shows me i'm whatever she shows me i'm like that's amazing ship it i want that on a shirt <laughs> put it on a shirt <laughs> i love it love it 
Um, yeah, no, that's that's really cool. So, what we might get into, there are a couple of nice little uh, community topics this week um, to kind of are uh, oh, mostly nice. There's a few that I never want to get to uh, down in the, the the weeds about, but it's I think we're, we're, it's probably good for all of us here in a bit of a forum to kind of discuss evenly. Um, I think Chesh has a bit to say as well. But first of all, um, Chesh, do you want to go to the lighter note or we go to kind of into the, uh, you know, the kind of, the, again, elephant in the room? My coffee is getting cold. Yes. <laughs> it says it. Oh, um, wow. The first one being, let's just get this one out of the way and we can palate cleanse it with something a bit fun and, and light, whatever. Um, and I, I think today, looking at the time, whatever, we might not get into full questions and, and like we usually do with guests, but that's because that takes sometimes and a whole a whole hour for one person. We've got James and Paul and we'll be here for hours and I've got to get off uh, to a bird watching webinar of all things very soon. So, um, that's fine. Plus, it's so intriguing anyway. to me. I want to ask so many Nerd. questions. We just look at birds. I'm just, it's, I turned 30 and all, all of a sudden that stuff became really fascinating to me. And my dad was really proud and I was like, yeah, nature rocks, man. Oh, man. Um, but don't say that because so- I'm, I'm 30 in like 10 days. Oh, so man. You're going to have a, a pre midlife crisis I actually- like I did. So. Actually, uh, uh, speaking of birds, real quickly, just going to try to shoehorn this story in there. I went yeah. to uh, I went to Hello Scream over the weekend uh, for at Bush Gardens for their like Halloween event, and mm-hmm. they have a giant like uh, uh, atrium full of birds. And I was walking through, and I was like, "Hold on, that's a rainbow, that's a rainbow lorikeet. I know that bird." And I was like, "Hey, yeah, super proud Aussie bird." Like, hey, so guys. you talk to him in uh, Australia. I was like, "Hey, guys, look at that." That's a rainbow lorikeet. They're like, which one? I'm like, the green one with the little, yeah. like, red chest on it. They're like, oh, that's really cool. I'm like, yep, that's from Australia. That's, that's a home, proud yeah. smile on my face. I really thought oh, you were going to say posted, that that's I posted a rosella to, um, oh, was that Paul? I really thought he was going to say that was the Birds of Paradise model. That's from my Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not well, that well, smart well. to put two and two together, Paul. You know this by now. Nah. Now, that one just looks like a zooey. Um, that the original volcanic island one anyway but uh yeah i've got a birds deck to play against you guys with at some stage too and i think you'll be pleasantly delighted Is it all, the, all the, the cards binoculars. Mu- yeah yeah the, all the cards <laughs> must have birds in them they must so um yeah and it's it's a labor of love that deck so um anyway so what we're going to get into so we've we've all heard about the walking dead secret lair and i think that's all simmered down in a good way and i'll, I'll say I think last week you guys had a good, uh, or no, it was actually the other day, but you, you kind of yeah. post your episode about it, which was a, a good, I, I want to say, even kind of discussion about it all, which was kind of nice to see. You weren't raging and yelling at your bloody microphones like everyone else. Um, but it was an interesting perspective because I said before, James was maybe one of the only uh, fans of The Walking Dead <laughs> of all the people I've seen <laughs> talk about it. But even then to really go to show that, yeah, you want to play these cards and excited to see them, you're like, ah, I don't know if I do necessarily agree with the way they're doing it but it's fine i'm not going to yell at anyone or like get hostile at anyone that's fine um and i think i'm happy to say it's kind of it's it's passed a little bit a lot of especially just yes we can have critical discussions but vitriol towards people is not where i want to be uh and i don't i definitely don't want to kind of pump up the people ever that are you know telling people really hateful things on twitter whatever so um yeah no that was that was that was good your discussion about that and um and whatnot but since then, and I don't want to say any names here, but there's been another weird thing that's semi-related, and I only want to say because of one creator, but whatever. I'm, again, I'm not going to say any names. Um, but what's actually happened, we've all, of course, all been looking forward to Commander Legends. Uh, the draft 
set of commander cards, I guess. Uh, so it's huge, huge set coming out, um, like a big moment this year for, for releases for the commander community. <clears throat> and what's happened somewhere, I think, is in Germany. Um, someone just released, I just saw it on Reddit and I wanted to unsee it because I don't want to actually really see those things. But someone just managed to leak a whole bunch of openings and, and cards. And, and we're yeah. talking multiple cards here that would have been people's preview cards, which is usually the way it goes. You get to, Wizards will give out preview cards to generally smaller and or a mixture of smaller and kind of larger creators. Uh, and, and for all creators, that's something you look forward to, even though it is, it's just you're doing their marketing, whatever. It's like, it doesn't matter. It's just something fun. Cheshire's done a few. And I, I go, that sounds like the coolest thing ever. And, you know, hopefully we get to do one as Commander Crunch at some stage, whatever. Um, I'm not, I'm never going to be jealous or, or whatever, um, you know, of anyone. And I'm just happy for anyone that ever gets them to uh, get the opportunity, especially if it's a small creator and they, they realize that. But when it comes down to something, so first of all, it's Reddit. Someone leaked all the images of the, the like a whole bunch of cards opened. I think it was like twenty uh, plus cards that they leaked. Yeah, it was a whole it was bunch. Huge. It was a whole bunch. And then I think the difference there is either as a as other bigger content creators in the community going, well, I don't want to see them, which is definitely a lot of people's stance. Like my, I'm the same. I would love yep. to see it all fresh if possible, or like let the people that actually had the preview cards release them, and then get the credit that kind of thing because uh, it's a big moment. <laughs> But there were a, f- a couple of platforms, and I know it wasn't just one that really latched onto that, and they just said, "Look, it's all the things, and we're going to just grab all these cards and and show the leaks, and and really, and it's like next thing you know, it's in your YouTube thumbnails and everything." And I know there's a lot of people saying there's a lot of unfollowing happening, but and there was talks of integrity, whatever the other the other week, and that's probably given a bit too much away there. But that one, I think, really stung. It really stung as far as you kind of just. You're not caring about anyone else there in the community. You're not you're not understanding what it's like to be a, a smaller content creator and how much that big moment means, kind of thing. So, um, yeah, Chesh, uh, James, Paul, do you have anything to add into there and, and kind of your thoughts during this week when you saw all this happen? Um, I actually it just do. gives like a if and oh, mainly because I answer at the same time. Buzzes, <laughs> <laughs> please go, Paul. Um, I actually do have something to add, and it's mainly because I've been thinking about this. Uh, I personally have not seen yeah. leaks. I am not going to. I don't really care enough to see them. Um, yeah, awesome. I definitely prefer to wait until preview season. Um, that being said, yeah, it, it does suck for content creators that do get these preview cards because some of them, this is this might be their first time, you know, and there's something that exactly. they're really excited about and they're looking forward to putting the work into it. And this happens. Um, but, you know, I was thinking about it and it's got to really suck for Gavin. Like, he's been so excited about this set. He's been working on exactly. it for so yes. long. Like, and to have this happen. Six like, years in development. Must be crushed. Mm. Yeah, and, and you're like you, you're kind of like you're planning this out as well, and the release has to work a different way, and and like it's who even knows how it all came to be, but exactly right, like this is this is his passion project, and um, uh, also like direct uh, any listeners back to yeah, we got to talk to Gavin a few about a month ago now, I think, and that was an absolute joy and a big moment, you know, just love talking to him, and then also um, yeah, James and Paul had an awesome episode with Gavin a couple yep. of weeks ago, and yeah, uh, it was absolutely it was point great. that point everyone to that episode as mm. well. So um, yeah, no, completely agree, and, and that's a, that's a great point there, Paul, for sure. Yeah, my only point on the whole leaks would be. Yeah, like imagine if you were like a small content creator, like like us, Commander at Arms, you know, and we get our mm. very first preview card and we're so excited about it to do this massive episode on it and then someone on Reddit then just pops it out and is like, oh, here's X card or Y card and it's like, cool, thanks for that. You've just taken away all my thunder 
and then mm. kind of just it's kind of a feels bad moment for everybody in the community no matter what and then for the the larger um it kind of feels like the larger content creators in the community wanted is to get their hands on it first and be like hey come and you know come and grab my my clicks and my views and and just yeah come and, and like, the kind of like here. grab them all together and pull yeah. them up and go well now you can see them all on my channel it's like oh you just completely take them all aren't you yeah, yeah. It kind and, of- and to the point where it's going to feel like if and i don't know how this all rolls and chesh will probably be able to fill me in here uh but do do all the creators just still go ahead with their preview cards that are now technically actually leaked anyway and they do it and then people are like oh we've already seen this you know it's we've already seen this card yep Yep, and that's the yeah, okay. that's the, the crappy part of it all, I guess. So um yeah, Chesh, I know you've got plenty to say about this and, and <sighs> you, you had a good post about it actually because uh I don't know, that's it's you've you've seen both sides of this for sure. So I've as you've said, as you stated, um over the last couple of years I've had something like six about six preview cards. Hell yeah. Um I have been so lucky cool. never to have any of my cards leak. Mm. Um, there has been leaks around the time when my cards are due to come out. Always a point that makes me extremely nervous. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I make a point. Now, I am a small content creator when you consider the US people. That's right. And and I make a concerted effort to not share links uh, to leaked stuff anywhere. Mm. Anywhere. Not Facebook, not YouTube, not Twitter. Now, there's two reasons I do this. The first one is because of out of respect for wizards. Yeah. And it's not just because they're giving me the opportunity, but it's it's in respect to my fellow content creators, right? Mm. I could absolutely get that stuff up and running way before other people. Um, I have the flexibility that I could take a 30-minute break when I'm at work to grab a spoiler and make a video and go, yeah, look at all these clicks I'm going to get. Yeah. Why? Why the hell would I do that? Let, let me just put it into a vein that people might understand better. Um, if we compare it to, I, I, I slash I as wizards give you a lollipop. <laughs> Somebody like then lollipops. yanks that lollipop out of your mouth, sticks it up their ass Ooh. and then hands it back to you. Is it that's the same a, lollipop? That's a little gross. Man. It is. It's the same lollipop. <laughs> yes. And it's, it's seriously gross. And you are not going to put that lollipop back in your mouth. Yeah. The act is gross. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the point here is the fact that. <laughs> ha- hashtag no butt stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, no king shaming here. Oh, lollipop. Um, that's great. Yeah. The, the point here is the fact that you've ruined somebody's experience. <clears throat> you obviously don't give a shit about about the community yeah you don't care about the content creator you don't care about any of the other content creators you're basically just saying like i'm doing this because i want clicks yeah you are ruining somebody else's preview card so you can steal their thunder yeah now preview cards won't lend you ten thousand followers if you're lucky you'll get maybe 20 followers right you if you're lucky you'll get between 500 and 5,000 click theories on your video, right? And hopefully that will spread and, and people will look at your other stuff. So I'm not saying that this is like such a massive opportunity that you're you're stealing money from someone's mouth. That's mm. not true. Because there is that reality too that the people there's a bunch of people that will share and, and post on Reddit without even attributing the uh we oh, see it every time. time, every Shops time do it. attributing the actual like the person who got to uh um, I, preview the Yeah, card. I got in trouble from Wizards at one point because I called out a shop, not by name, but I called it out just going like if you're a shop, 
why would you steal somebody's preview card? Yeah. Like that they've posted and not credit them. Like if you are a local shop, you should be working with that content creator and going, check out this content creator, this person, look at this awesome card they spoiled. You can find it here. Look at their content. Because that works for you. That works for you. It's a PR anyway. move to actually look selfless too, because if you yeah, are no, genuine no about it, you are PR. generally it's, like it's, giving off that energy. No one who runs a card store understands PR, uh, <laughs> except for maybe Card Kingdom. Card Kingdom absolutely understand how PR works. Yeah, uh, and you can see that in their posts, in their the tokens they send out, and we're not sponsored by them, by the way. No, um, in, the, good in the the cards that they send out with the tokens, like the unique tokens that they do now and again, the buttons and all that sort of stuff. But most card shops don't understand because yeah. they're a card shop and they think that them selling cards is the be-all and end-all when they should be taking to their social media channels, mm-hmm. hyping up sets, hyping up uh, content creators, working with those content creators on, like, special events and stuff. I mean, this is all basic stuff that I used to do when I was working at a card shop that nobody does and I don't understand. Mm-hmm. But the point is, you've just ruined somebody's entire month you yeah. may have actually just ruined their entire, you know, season for Magic. If if not, they might even just leave Magic altogether. Yeah, it's after a deflating action, their- absolutely. Yeah. Like you're just like because oh, it makes you it. feel horrible. Like yeah, like, I, I can't make it. Like these guys are just stealing stuff, and you exactly. just spoiled it to ten thousand, like thirty thousand people. Like what are you? What are you actually? What are you achieving? Yeah. with your shallow clicks and your your hate mob. Like it just doesn't make sense. Just don't do it. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not I'm not going to name and shame. Because, no, and exactly. Know. I think I'll keep quite neutral there because it's the yeah. whole thing too that like someone said about some of these videos. It's like, yeah, the more you say the thing and post the thing, yeah, we're upset about it. But that just gives them clicks. Like, don't do it. Yeah. Just so we'll and, we'll and be quite vague about like, it. But yeah, you'll like it's yeah. not hard to find it. Yeah. But I mean, as I said, like my <laughs> tweets were pretty much that uh, it shouldn't have happened. I was extremely disappointed that somebody in such a position would do that. And exactly. it's against other content creators in the community. Yeah. Um, and, I, and that's all I needed to say on it. Yeah. Um, and I, obviously I, Twitter isn't long form and this is, so you get my, you get my rant yeah, exactly. about somebody sticking a lollipop up their ass. Uh, <laughs> I think my big punctuation to the whole thing is that, um, it, and this come in, in, in unison with, uh, it's actually, there's been some good vibes this week as a nice countermeasure to this, but it's it, like, for me, it kind of happened at the heart of, uh, Ryan from CCO podcast and commander at popular did a, uh, an episode on, or it was Canadian Thanksgiving. And from there, he was just basically asking what everyone's thankful for and actually gathered together some of the people I really respect and have actually come to know and, and just feel super grateful for in the community. There's like, this has gone from, there's a f- couple of them, you know, it's even Ryan and, and like Booster Tutor, the people I've watched it and listened to for years. And it's like, all of a sudden they're on my message list. I, I'm, I still find that super surreal and they're just lovely people. And like, there's been, there's been some amazing stuff happen for me in the last few weeks. And, and it, it, more than anything, though, it's really emphasizing uh, on the countermeasure to all of this that something resonates with me. There's a few lines in my life that resonate with me so, so strongly. And it's one that Chesh told me. He said, a rising tide floats all boats. And, and the way we always want to put it, the way I think the people, you know, we really, really respect love to put it is that the more we all help each other out, we enjoy, we're not competing, we're, we're just... Uh, enjoying each other's company and respecting each other uh, and focusing on that, that pays more dividends than anything when you don't expect it. And and that's that's what it's all about. I think I find that um, 
it was it, it's little things like uh, I, I want to shout out as many as possible, but I'll, I'll I'll do them gradually, and they'll often end up being guests on the show, whatever. But there's been some 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 particular creatives that have uh, kind of come into our lives, and it's like, well, guess what? We're we're just people to bounce ideas off and respect each other, and all of a sudden they're giving each other like we're giving each other shout outs, whatever, and it's they're the kind of things that that create a supportive network, and it's people <laughs> like. I know Create Command has been one of them, Chain of Command, uh, or Chain of Commander, sorry. They're both great YouTube uh, channels to look out for. 13 from Riptide Pro Lab, who we had on the uh, the podcast uh, two weeks ago. Absolute legend mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, been, been huge in that kind of thing. Again, like talking to Ryan every now and then on CCR, I've been hassling him to – I'm not hassling, but I'm very keen to have him on the show at some stage. Um, been awesome for that. One – MTG Lexicon has been the absolute huge one. Like that has just been the heart of of my kind of community experience. I feel that I've learned, I've I've met so many people, played so many games, but those guys that they're just liking everything we do, retweeting, always talking to us, and 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 kind of most importantly, we we're, we're all respecting and and kind of promoting the kind of com- commander and and camaraderie and, and and healthy community we want to see, which is just really lovely. And and when there's there's some really negative energy in the community i look back at these guys and go yeah this is what it's about and and um yeah it's even yeah joel uh aka enthrallman he's a he's a, a great magic player and artist that I've, I've met through lexicon and um he actually co-hosts a uh a hearthstone podcast i haven't listened to it yet but um, i'm actually keen to have him on the uh, podcast at some stage because we've had some great chats about all sorts of things but amazing magic player he he had a great kind of um comment on on ryan's post about who, what are you thankful for and he did a great post about mtg lexicon and that's the that's the kind of community that really made him feel welcome so we can all strive to be those kind of places i think and go yeah rising rising tides float all boats is the thing i always go back to and, and thankful for jesh and and what the way he's kind of expressed that and it's made me really think about that and you know everyone everyone's a small creator at some stage i think that's the way to put it you know um and and a gesture that goes looks back at it and goes kind of stomps on that the early ones by going no nah, i don't care about that i'm just going to push forward and, and try and own this message was was really kind of disrespectful so um, um that's all i have to say about that i mean you guys can chime also, in also i just want to point out i'm pretty sure i would have said something along the lines of a rising tide floats all corpses <laughs> but anyway, yeah. so demir and you <laughs> we're going to append the saying now exactly and then um yeah Look, I'm, I'm always going to be a goth at heart yeah we're going i'm going to make sure that's on your tombstone uh one day Chesh, so yeah <laughs> um <laughs> exactly i was actually going to yeah, say go that um when when james and i started uh we didn't really care about like community or anything we just wanted to be you know genuine people and you know that's something that i've always uh, prided myself on was I just I enjoy seeing people succeed and you know even yeah, if exactly. we stay small yeah. forever I don't I don't look at people like command zone and be like wow I wish I was them I think wow that's great they yeah. made it work for them and you know I like to show my support no matter what for anybody that's achieving anything in life no matter how small um, exactly being a teacher is just a personality that I've ingrained into me because you know my students they have enough to worry about without thinking like oh I'm only good at art I'm not good at math and I'm like, that's mm. fine. Like, relax. It's okay. Not everybody's going to be good at math. It's fine. And I, I kind of mm. try to apply that same mentality to the community. You know, like, uh, when we had 
Gavinon, I didn't think that would happen for like a million years, right? <laughs> but um, no, neither. I was, and I was like, I was a little bit like nervous at the start. I was like, "Whoa, this is Gavin!" And he's was, just like, "I'm a person." I'm like, "Yeah, actually, I've got to realize that." You know? <laughs> and we just had fun. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> um, so yeah, I mean, I just, I guess, my whole point in saying that was, I just want to say, whoever's out there doing their thing, no matter what happens here with leaks or whatever, um, I am personally proud of you. I think you're doing a great job. And uh, yeah. thank you for doing what you do, including uh, you guys here at the Commander Lounge. Oh, and likewise, likewise. And it's, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, you know, again, that you guys have, have opened up to us and it's, you know, we've, you know, we've made weird friends across the world. Like, how, how did that happen <laughs> this, this year? Holy crap. So, yeah, no, that means a lot, Paul. It's awesome. It's funny um, that I had I, to, I had to move to America. I had to move to America to find more people who played Magic in Australia. It was just kind of weird. <laughs> it's, it's, there's it not always happens no. with me. Like uh, I was living in Raymond Terrace, and I had to move away from Raymond Terrace to then find a job in Raymond Terrace. So yeah. I was like, God damn it! Now, like I've moved to America, I now found a lot of people who play Magic and stuff and do Magic content yeah. back home, um, which is great. And I mean, it's, we were very much just a podcast that was. I wouldn't have like I would have just been fine if it was this was this podcast for us was just our friends listening to it because then at least someone's yeah. listening to it and I mean that that for me that that's a win if I can get like all of my friends back home to listen and like my my play group now then that's awesome and it was kind of like um, my philosophy of starting the podcast was very much just to showcase my play group to the world be like hey this yeah, is this is our little exactly. corner this is our little corner of Commander why don't you come in and have a look at it for a while and see what you think. That was it. Exactly. That was kind of just like, yep, yeah, well, I've got some friends here that do some really cool, awesome deck building and some brewing, and let's just open them up to the rest of the world. Exactly. And it's, it's I mean, Chesh is always kind of uh, some advice there that I always go back to too. It's like, it's do it because you want to as well. Like, it's, yeah. it's there. Don't don't ever feel like someone else is telling you to do this, and, and that energy is going to come through. Absolutely. So um, just, I've got to go in about five minutes. So ooh. I want to finish off. Sorry to, to cut some uh, really awesome messages off. Um, but I will leave with one last little lighter note. Like I said, the palate cleanser of all this. Uh, yesterday, a throwaway account posted a thing that we're talking about leaks. Now we're talking about fair game leaks right now. Registering a domain name is not... Uh, is not taking away anything from anyone. So an investigative piece of piece of uh, kind of sleuthing from someone to find out what uh, what domain names wizards are registering for future sets. That's also not a uh, a thing that's really taken away from anyone releasing that information or uh, whatever that kind of thing. So I think it's fair game to talk about it. Don't you guys agree? Yeah. Yes, but I'll caveat this with saying that it's not necessarily a set name. It could be anything. Oh, totally, and it's not confirmed. It's just fun speculation, I guess. And that's that's but, well, absolutely I, the point, too. In that it's, case, like, it's just there have been many names by wizards that have been trademarked. Yeah, um, that could be that working. Have names. never been released on a, on a product. So yeah, just. It's it's like when the um uh, a fun moment in the NBA when they went for the name of the Pelicans, um they registered about five names that were the the short list of names that the New Orleans team were going to be called, and one was like the Swamp Monsters or something or <laughs> something wild, wild like that. Oh, I love that. Um, That's great. Oh, that might be. That would have been there's better. also, uh, I think there's Swamp Dragons in New Jersey at some stage. This is going way back anyway. But there's some fun little like relics of NBA history there of like domain names they actually uh, kind of registered. But this one, of course, was uh, and and this was I like I say I find a uh, a bit of a lighthearted one. Kamigawa Neon Dynasty 
was one of the domain names registered. Uh, and, yeah, take from that what you will. But, I mean, bottom line is I just think it sounds cool. And uh, I know Chesh has a uh, an idea of where that's headed. Phyrexians invading Kamagoa, you're welcome. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Phyrexian so just confirmed. When I, when, I was, uh, when I was younger, I was actually – actually, I am still kind of a fan of this, but I was a huge fan of the Dynasty Warriors games. So – Oh, yeah, 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 totally. That name reminds me so much of Dynasty Warriors, and all I can think of is Dynasty Warriors characters in Magic, which would be the coolest yeah. thing It's ever. like that. So, like, take well, the, dyna- take, take, like, the Dynasty Warrior characters, but then mesh them with Tron, and that's yeah. kind of like what you get. So, you get, like, neon well, kind of, like, lightsaber-y samurai. Well, Paul, wasn't uh, wasn't there a Gundam one? A yes, d- there a was. What? A Gundam uh, Dynasty Warriors? There was. <laughs> yeah, so there we go. That's kind of what we're looking at. I, I just thought Myojin of the Matrix was the first thing that came to my mind. So, like, okay. what's interesting is that they kind of already did Dynasty Wars characters, like the actual yes. historic characters with Portal that way back, exactly. you know, in like 1996 or whatever, that, whenever that was. Um, but I'm thinking of them like stylized into what they look like in the video game. And it's just the coolest yeah. thing ever. <laughs> I'm pretty excited, even if this is not real. Just the idea of it. Yeah, really I, cool. I think it's pretty nifty for sure. And it's like, I, th- I thought of um, uh, Demir in our latest trip to Ravnica, like some of those aesthetics coming through. You got a little bit of Matrix stuff coming up and, and, and it seems a bit techy, whatever. So um, it's it's definitely not, I don't think it's foreign to um, to Magic's realms have been to, but it might just get a bit more techy than it ever has been. So it um, could be interesting for sure. So um, that was a nice one to finish on. Like I say, I've got a jet now. Um, I've got a bird watching thing to Someone's get to. Some birds. <laughs> it's going to be good. I'll, I'll report back how good it is. But uh, until yeah. then, uh, James and Paul, where can we find you guys? James is usually your Paul, do you want to take this one? <laughs> it's my cue. My usually. Cue. Okay. So you can find us uh, and everywhere you can get all your podcasts, uh, Spotify, Apple nice. Music, Google I guess Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. I'm trying to get us on Amazon Music and, and, and uh, oh, what is it? I can't remember now. That other place. Um, you can find us on Twitter. Stitcher, at, I don't know. There's yeah, lots of them that I don't, yeah, I, I don't use. We're on so many yeah. different platforms at the moment now. Um, Audible, that's the one. I'm trying to get us on Audible. Oh, yeah, for really sure, cool. for sure. Um, you can find us at Twitter at CMDR at arms. We're on Instagram at commander.at.arms. We have an email address, which is commander at arms pod at gmail.com. Um, throw us, you know, some stuff in there. Uh, we normally ask for like deck lists and uh, episode episode suggestions, and we'll we'll talk mm. about them and everything. Uh, kind of another way of like communicating with us as well. Um, and that's pretty much really it. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, you can find us at. I'll just pull this up now. I just got a message from Chesh that said upstairs bloody spa started. So yeah, that's Ooh. probably why I went quiet. <laughs> that's great. Um, like I said, I, I mean, first of all, like uh, I'd love to have you guys back at some stage, and we'll go through the rest of uh, our list of things, which is our great questions, pineapple pizza, all that junk, uh, Pokemon, all the fun stuff. I know we've got hours of episodes uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, episode content to do with you guys because we enjoy spending <laughs> time with you um, but you can find us at I've got them right here at cmdrcrunch.fireside.fm is our website Twitter at cmdr underscore crunch uh, Instagram at cmdr crunch um, and Gmail hit us up with uh, oh it's a, just an email but uh, hit us up at cmdrcrunchpodcast at gmail.com with questions suggestions feedback pictures of cephalids anything I uh, would love to hear from you um, and you can find me at pass the jam sam on the instagrams and the twitters as well if you want to hear my bad takes on on edh and um, silly life things that's good fun chesh where can we find you 
if you're still here. Uh, all places Cheshire plays games. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, yeah, you check out uh, Riley Query Tower, as we said, uh, for Cheshire's stream, which will be tonight and Time Warp when this episode releases. We'll be back in time two days. Um, but yeah, it should be an absolute blast and go Team Australia, which is everyone. So um, yeah, until yeah. then, any advice you guys have for our listeners? Um, I'm imagining. Don't feel guilty about eating bear claws. There you go. Ooh, <laughs> that's a good one. I like that. Mm. Uh, you guys James must have a meaning for that that I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, good advice for someone out there. I mean, just play more magic with lots of people, you know, upgrade your skills, listen to a lot, a lot of podcasts and a lot of content creators. That's, yeah. And, uh, but have fun. Exactly. Definitely have fun with the decks that you build and everything, and uh, don't be yeah. afraid to try Vegemite. Just do it right. Yeah, okay, okay. I'm not the biggest fan, but yeah. Um, Sam, mate. We've got yeah. to get you oh, back don't, on the don't, don't convince me now. Convince me later anyway, because <laughs> you've got Paul number one fan, so that's, yeah. that's something. So, yeah, uh, Paul, any great. advice? Um, I guess in general, completely not match-related, um, find something that well, makes you happy. Right. And exactly. no matter what, don't let ever, anybody ever discourage you from indulging in whatever it is. Unless it hurts people. It. If it hurts people, that's Exactly, bad. exactly. <laughs> that's, yeah, exactly. There's a fine line. Um, I'll just say, play Spelltwine in your blue decks. It's not overcosted. It's flipping awesome. That's it. Take care, folks. Bye. Bye. See you later. Bye. Cheers. Ciao. Au revoir. <laughs>